Live from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, it is the 11th episode of the Trigger Report. It's me again, Tyler Woodbridge, coming to you and hopefully entertaining and delighting and informing you on this Monday morning. I just want to thank everybody for listening along to the revival of the podcast. I'm excited. There's some momentum building. I've got some different ideas for topics and things to cover, guests to have, campaigns to go on coming up. And I wouldn't be here without the meager amount of attention that my esteemed followers provide me. One thing I am going to uncork about here in just a little bit will be the Justin Amash campaign and some of the pushback that it's gotten. Now, to be clear, Justin Amash hasn't necessarily announced a campaign, but he's been flirting with it in a coy way, like a uh, hapless uh, high school boy that doesn't know how to uh, properly proposition his crush. Not that I would know anything about that situation, but I am eagerly anticipating Amash to make a decision for good soon. And it is my hope that the Libertarian Party can come together and support him if he does come. Libertarians do need to support one another and come together to accomplish some big goals, such as podcasting. Sorry about that, everybody. I just had to get the plug in there. I got to make those dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Cash rules everything around me. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing. Yeah, you know the rest. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the topic at hand. With only speculation fueling the conversation as of late, Justin Amash has been openly flirting with joining the Libertarian Party, more than likely in a bid to run for president at the head of its ticket. Now, there is a coalition building that I am admittedly in the midst of uh, between disaffected Republicans, notably Ted Cruz supporters, constitutionals, independents, and then from the Libertarians, a delightful mix of uh, pragmatics and the Mises Caucus uh, Austrian economic types, which is an alliance that I had not been expecting ever since the contentious race for LNC chair last year. The main opposition seems to be coming from the audacious Libertarian Socialist and uh, radical groups who all seem to have trust issues when it comes to ex-Republicans running under the Libertarian Party uh, ticket. Admittedly, I can see why they would be sour on, say, you know, like the Bob Barr and Wayne Allen Root types, that they had no business in the Libertarian Party. But you have to give a lot of credit to Gary Johnson and Bill Weld for coming over and accomplishing what they did over the last few years. Uh, Gary Johnson, you have to say, for, for his faults, he has been a fantastic libertarian in practice and has delivered the best results 
of any libertarian presidential campaign. And Bill Weld, even though he has uh, left us now and is primarying Donald Trump as a Republican, he raised funds, brought attention, did the rounds for the party for two years. I wouldn't be surprised if it's this undercurrent of, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like, Being your own worst enemy is one of the biggest problems the Libertarian Party has. It's like, how do you openly complain that somebody is part of your organization for two or three years and then openly complain after he loses that just or leaves? That just seems counterproductive to me. And uh, I'm glad that a lot of the Bill Weld chatter has died down. But now it appears to be replaced with contentious feelings towards Justin Amash. And I'm going to break that down for you. To those of you that deny Dustin Amash attention and credibility because of the fact that he currently is a Republican, that is doing him a great disservice. Look at the actual record. Look at his actual metrics, what he has stood for, what he's accomplished in the United States Congress. This is a man that Freedom Works has given a 100% score for fiscal conservatism and individual liberty during his entire tenure in Congress. This is a man who 538 has given a 59.6% Trump score making him more libertarian than Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Thomas Massey. Uh, this is a man that has a framed picture of Murray Rothbard in his office who quotes Hayek on a regular basis, who is demonstrably proven to be a libertarian it's just that he's a lowercase l and not the uppercase l as of yet and that's something that can be fixed with $25 and a pledge the pledge being of course that he would not use violence for personal or political means and this is a guy that's lived up to his own code of principles. He's uh, one of the very few public figures uh, that identify as a Christian, and that's actually shown to uphold, for the most part, uh, very respectable and very clear Christian values. Like, this is somebody that can unite people from across the spectrum. And libertarians are being their own worst enemy by not welcoming somebody who obviously belongs in our party into the party. Uh, to the people that are... Okay, one time Justin Mosh did say that he would not abolish ICE without an alternative. And whenever you look at it, yes, there's the part of ICE where it's rounding up people, separating them from their families, throwing them in cages. You know, there's the side of ICE that does all that. And I am fully in favor of that part getting abolished. Uh, but there is a law enforcement uh, component of ICE that actually does do uh, some work that is needed in the um, border states and in states that have immigration as a as an issue. And when he says he doesn't want to abolish it without a replacement, the, you know, the the smaller part of ICE does serve an essential function. And 
Uh, I know some some of my listeners are probably anarchists, and they're probably like, "Yep, there it is." Oh, Woodbridge, he's a Republican. He's admitting it right there on the air. Let's get him out the party. Let's get him out the party. Now, give give me a break here, okay? You know, I'm a minarchist, all right? I believe in courts, emergency services, defense, and a minimum of ethical law enforcement, all right? And because that's needed to help preserve property rights. And Amash, in reference to... Ice and in reference to the wall has deferred to minarchist principles standing for property rights and for the efficient and ethical maintenance of law. And that is honestly, we aren't going to get there overnight, people. We need to fight the war on their battlefield because we don't have the political capital. We don't have the recognition. We don't have the momentum we need to win on our terms. All right. You put Arvin Vora out there who advocates school shoot or I'm sorry, shooting up school boards who advocates for removing age of consent laws. Uh, You put uh, Benjamin Leader, uh, Benny Appleseed, as I like to call him. Uh, there, there's a whole story with that guy. You know, like, uh, Justin Amash is by far one of the most credible, electable people that has been associated with our potential 2020 nomination. Everybody giving him crap for taking the, his time to make the announcement. You know, the, the, the guy has his connections, his, his, his packs that he works with, his fundraisers. He, he's probably wanting to make sure he's got everything in line perfectly before he makes the jump. This would be the first sitting United States congressman to ever jump libertarian. A lot of y'all don't want it to happen. A lot of y'all want it to happen, you know, right away and on your terms. Let the man play his chess, okay? Now, I'm not talking like, you know, 57-dimensional upside-down Trump chess that everybody thinks he's playing. No, I honestly think um, Amash is playing the game the way it needs to to help bring liberty effectively uh, to Congress. And with him potentially getting redistricted out after the next um, after the next uh, census, like, let's give him a chance to work his game. Let's get, give him a chance all right, we don't want to run him off before he even comes over. Like, I mean, I've seen so many people in the Radical Caucus and so many of these uh, Kim Ruff supporters and such, uh, you know, saying no more failed Republicans or uh, no more washed up Republicans. Nothing about Justin Amash is a failure. Nothing about Justin Amash is washed up. He is in his prime. He it would be the first millennial president if elected. He He's only 38 or 39. The, the, I... Oh my goodness, people! You're 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 killing me over here. If every single person that was a former Republican or a former Democrat was not allowed to go to the Libertarian Party, people, we wouldn't even have probably two thirds or more of our members. You know, I was a Democrat once. I was a Republican once. Uh, do I belong? you know, in those parties. No, I've been a registered libertarian for over six years now. I'm here to stay. I'm here to fight. And I'm here to welcome Justin Amash with open arms should he choose to join our party. You know, there's nothing wrong with building our own people up. There's nothing wrong with having a cohesive libertarian brand. But whenever your supposed top candidate, uh, you know, 
can't even draw a social media reach of over 2,500 people uh, with be, being at it for over 10 months now, you know, w whenever you've never legislated or managed a large budget, whenever your running mates are already, you know, incriminating himself over uh, potential uh, sexual harassment issues, you know, whenever you look at all of that and you see that the viability of you drawing anything remotely close to ballot access worthy numbers when you're not getting national media, like, why, why keep fighting that losing battle? <sighs> like, look, I honestly think if it wasn't for Justin Amash, Vermin Supreme would be our presumptive nominee. Part part of me is okay with that. I like I like Vermin Supreme. He's been doing the work for a very long time. He stands for freedom. I, yeah, his approach is over the top, satirical and goofy, but I I think that has its place. You know. Uh, I mean, come on, at least Dan Berman, you know, the guy with the taxation as theft hats, at least he came out with like this really slick professional video here recently. At least he has a social media reach of over 5,000 people. Okay, you know, I, th I think it's a rule of thumb that if you don't have more social media reach than the trigger report, maybe you shouldn't be running for the president of the United States of America. All right. Can, can can we at least all agree to use that as a measuring stick? Good God, people. Legitimacy is within reach. <sighs> what do I know? I'm just a bitter old ex-Republican. But yeah, I, I appreciate all listening to my rant. Uh, Justin Mosh, you're certainly welcome in the Libertarian Party. Anybody out there that's a Republican or a Democrat... As long as you agree not to initiate aggression for personal or political reasons, as long as you want to shrink government, as long as you want to increase liberty, you're welcome to ride on this bus with us until you reach your stop. And then nothing's stopping you from getting off, but we would love to have you along for even further. Because I want to see a world set free in my lifetime. I want nothing more for my friends my little family, my listeners, even all the smoothies out there. I want you guys to experience freedom in its purest form. But to get there, we're going to have to fight the war on the battlefield of statism. The Libertarian Party is the most effective vehicle for doing so. And Justin Amash, I believe, is the most effective figure for leading us into this battle. Thank you all again for listening. Uh, feel free to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash WoodbridgeWrites. Follow The Trigger Report and Tyler Woodbridge on your favorite social media platforms. And if you agree or disagree with any of my points in today's podcast, please, by all means, drop us an email or drop us a comment. I want to thank you again so much. This is Tyler Woodbridge sounding off for The Trigger Report.